Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kaus, Marketing and Communications Specialist at Buckland, and today I'm speaking with our guest, Nick Yakovsky. Nick is the Technical Advisor at Buckland and is a licensed customs broker. Nick specializes in consulting, project management, HTS import and export classification, and qualification for products across a variety of industries, including automotive, technology, chemical, industrial, and textile, as well as regions of US, Canada, Mexico, the EU, among others. Nick was formerly a guest on our podcast and provided our listeners with a classification 101. Welcome back to the podcast, Nick. Well, thank you for having me, Jenny. Glad I got the invite to come back. Yeah, well, I really appreciated <laughs> you uh, checking in with us on classification last time. And so I knew that uh, you'd be a great guest again. And we have another topic that I think is going to be really interesting for listeners. And we're going to be talking about customs audits in the U.S. And I know that this is probably a topic um, that puts shivers up the spine of some folks. Um, but there's no need. We are going to explore this topic today. And we are going to go over why uh, audits happen, the different types of audits, what to expect if you're being audited, and of course, how to prevent audits and how to get help as well with this. So let's start with how you can be selected uh, for an audit by the CBP, uh, Customs and Border Protection. Uh, would you mind kind of going over that with us? Of course. Uh, so there are two different types of audits, and there's smaller ones and larger ones. Uh, focusing in on the smaller audits, these are called CF-28s. It refers to the Customs Form 28, which refers to a request for information. Uh, why you might be getting audited, it's likely a spot check. So if you get one of these, it's really not a big cause for concern. And in these sorts of audits, the CF-28s usually request additional information on value, description, uh, maybe the invoice wasn't clear or legible, uh, maybe there's a classification issue, or among other you know, possible things they're looking for. Great. So if, if you were selected for an audit, how, like, how would you know, how would you find out who would get a hold of you about that? Well, the initial CF-28 is sent to the importer of record, and that's okay. where they initially receive that request for information. Okay, so you would receive that um, request, and that's the customs form is the CF-28. You would receive that, and that's what's you know required for looking for that additional info, correct? That is correct. Great. How frequently do audits happen? Do they, is it a, a thing that happens at a certain time of year? Can it happen anytime? So generally, there's not a time of year that's busier for audits than others. Although right now we are seeing an increase in the CF-28s being issued to importers. CBP is currently increasing their enforcement. So a lot of our clients are seeing these come through. Uh, and again, it might just be a spot check or there might be some inconsistencies that are 
starting to get highlighted as they receive these requests for information from customs. Okay. So once someone receives that form, um, the CF-28, and you, you know, you've received that notification and you're in the process of being audited, what should you do? Well, first thing is don't panic. <laughs> Sometimes this is just routine. And really, you just need to respond uh, transparently and clearly. Uh, primarily, you just want to answer only the questions that are being asked and give them you know, the information that is required for customs to close out this issue. Generally, when you have a CF-28, you have 30 days to respond. And the issuing import specialist is available for you know, any back and forth discussion, any exchange of information that's required. You know, after you respond to the CF-28, I'd recommend starting to look into your internal practices uh, just to see if this is a one-time issue. You know, if the commercial invoice was illegible, it's probably a one-time problem. You just reach out to your supplier, check in with your customs broker, freight forwarder, and make sure that you know, this is uh, provided to you more clearly in the future. But if it's a classification error, you might want to start looking into similar products uh, that you provide or that you import just to make sure that everything is correct and the same across the board. That's great advice. So at this point, you know, you've provided that required information. Uh, what would happen next? So you either hear back with the okay from customs or they might ask you for additional information. So now if you respond to customs and you provide a classification update or a change to your value, for example, and they still disagree with you, they may issue a CF-29, Customs Form 29, which is a notice of action. And there are two possible, two possible things that could happen here. One is that an action is proposed, which is good. You have some time to continue your discussions and uh, clarify what needs to happen to close out the issue. Normally, it's about 20 days for a CF-29. The other alternative is action has been taken. In this case, CBP has made a determination. They're not giving you any opportunity to protest this, and uh, you just have to make the adjustments as directed. Great. Pass the CF-29. If you still disagree, you really believe firmly in your case, uh, you may have to reach out to CBP for an official ruling on whatever the specific matter is being discussed. Okay, great. Thank you. So, I mean, clearly none of us really want to have an audit. Um, what would you recommend that people do if they want to be making sure that they're taking steps to prevent being audited? I'd recommend having a strong internal process for you know, all of your customs uh, activities. One is you'd like to have standardized classifications. So as I mentioned before, if you are importing different products within the same product family, you know, you're importing just camshafts or piston rings, make sure that your classifications across the board are the same. You know, obviously, if there are differences in the products that lead to differences in classification, that's okay. But you want to make sure that they all fall within the same general area of the, the tariff. If you have an issue with value, you know, you want to work with your internal tax teams, your accounting teams to make sure that everything is being reported accurately. Uh, essentially, make sure that all of your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. However, sometimes there are instances where these processes are out of your control. 
there was an instance uh, with a client recently where CBP issued a CF28 asking for a NAFTA verification. Now, this is a product that was being imported by the client. The supplier was in a different country. So at that point, there's really not much you can do internally. You have to rely on your supplier to work with CBP and share the information that they have to prove that their product is NAFTA eligible. And also, unfortunately, sometimes you just get audited. It's a random spot check or uh, it's sometimes just out of your control. And we've alluded to this as well. Um, is this, you know, we've talked about that there's smaller and larger audits. Um, how about we focus a little bit and talk about what can happen with these larger audits? Okay, so the larger audits, these can sometimes happen if you've you know, received a string of CF28s and 29s and customs is noticing some trends and non-compliance with your import activity. Or this could also just be the result of the natural growth of your company, which is a good thing always. But when you look at the other ends of the spectrum, usually really large importers have well-developed and robust compliance programs. So there's really not a big uh, compliance risk there. And with really small importers, the opposite is true. There's really not a lot to go after. They're a small fish. So expending these resources and auditing them is not going to really uncover any significant issues or reveal a lot of revenue to customs. So I understand there are different types of these large audits. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. So the big one that always comes up is the focused assessment. So this is where CBP comes in and they start to review all of your customs work. It starts with a pre-assessment survey in which the auditor, the team of auditors, uh, test the importer's internal controls. They review customs entry records, general ledger accounts, foreign vendor payments, etc. And they do a risk assessment. If you fail to meet their standard for adequate internal controls, they move on to the assessment compliance testing. This is where the audit team reviews areas where the controls are weak. They evaluate your compliance and ultimately they calculate the loss of revenue that CBP has experienced because of an importer's non-compliance. The second type is a quick response audit. This is kind of like a mini focused assessment. So CBP and the Department of Homeland Security offices refer importers for these to the audit teams. Uh, the, The quick response audits have a narrower focus than the focused assessment. So instead of looking to see, you know, where the issues might be with classification, valuation, et cetera, they have something in mind and it might be an issue with anti-dumping or countervailing duties or intellectual property right violations. And they'll come in with this specific area in mind. They'll conduct interviews, walkthroughs of specific entries to identify risk, and ultimately they'll provide a report with their determinations. And the last type is a relatively newer type of audit. It's an audit survey, which is a quick assessment of the company's operations in a specific area of concern. So sort of like the quick response audit, but with an even more defined focus. It's on site like the other two, and it helps identify risk. But unlike the other two, CBP won't issue a formal report. They'll just issue a closeout letter, possibly with some recommendations. Oh, okay, great. So what happens then after one of these audits? So after you receive one of those types of audits, CBP will generally schedule a closing conference to review the results. If you're compliant, this is good. Good news. They'll close it out. Everyone's happy. 
But unfortunately, if they find some significant areas of non-compliance, uh, the importer is usually tasked with creating a plan to correct its procedures and you know, increase its compliance, reducing the risk as much as possible. If there are serious violations, then CBP might refer the company to formal investigation or further enforcement actions, which usually results in penalties. We kind of talked about ways to you know, avoid audits. So when we're specifically talking about these larger audits, are there different strategies that you would suggest employing to avoid these audits? One way is to participate in the importer self-assessment or ISA program. This will exclude the importer from being considered for a focused assessment, although it's essentially the same thing as taking that focused assessment internally. Uh, So each year, your company, the importer, will review its customs activities, uh, perform some analyses, and identify any areas where there was noncompliance, and then report them and fix them. They provide a report to CBP every year. Outside of the ISA, uh, one solid recommendation is to reach out to compliance professionals to review your customs activity for you. It's always good to have a third party reviewing your customs activity. Uh, This helps demonstrate that you take this seriously and that you you, you want to lower risk as much as possible and be compliant as possible. Great. So, you know, speaking of which, um, reaching out for help, this is certainly something that I'm sure Buckland can help with. Um, how can Buckland help someone in this situation, whether it be, um, you know, they've been contacted for an audit, uh, they've had an audit done, or they're looking at ways to be proactive and ensure that they um, are doing everything they can to minimize their exposure to this risk? Whether you've been selected for an audit and you're not sure how to proceed, or if you want to prevent and ensure that you're doing your reasonable care in your import activities, uh, Buckland can definitely help. I'd say reach out to us at uh, CSA group at buckland.com and we can talk to you about your options. You know, every audit is a little bit different, so we can't really issue a, a blanket statement on, on guidance and how to proceed through these, but we are here to help and we can review your specific instance and walk you through the steps to take. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today about customs audits. Uh, This is, it's such an interesting topic and it's something that I'm sure is top of mind for many people, um, especially as you mentioned with this increasing lately. Uh, So thank you so much for talking with me about this today. It's been a pleasure. And as always, I'm happy Mm -hmm. to help and our compliance team is happy to help too. Great. Thank you so much. And and I'm sure I'm going to have you back on the podcast very soon. Looking forward to it. That's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our very special guest, Nick, for joining us and for sharing your expertise around customs audits. If you're looking for more resources related to international trade, please check out buckland.com and click the learning section across the top of our website. Here you'll find a range of resources, including learning guides, webinars, and podcasts. Our downloadable learning guides include a variety of topics such as IncoTerms charts, common trade terminology, and many more. So please check because we're always adding new ones. We also have live monthly webinars and we invite you to sign up online to secure your spot for an informative presentation followed up by a live Q&A session. 
And the best way to stay up to date on all of these resources is through our weekly newsletter. We send out a weekly newsletter every single Wednesday containing our latest resources, as well as a roundup of the latest trade news, and it's all delivered right to your inbox. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us through our website's contact us page, through Twitter, where our handle is at Buckland Tweets, or on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Borders podcast, and be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations about importing, exporting, and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.